Sunnable fans, it is a victory Friday edition of the Locked on Sunnables podcast. Talking about a lot of basketball today. ASU is nearing the end of their regular season before they head to the Pac-12 tournament. But we're going to talk about their win against Cal. Also previewing their game this upcoming Saturday against Stanford. And then rounding out the podcast today, we're going to be previewing our first week of baseball, like we're going to be doing on Fridays moving forward. You're listening to the Locked on Sunnables podcast. Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils. Richie's getting a little bit of dirt off his shoulder right there after a great win by the Sun Devils basketball team. But before we dive into our content, Thank you so much for making Lockdown Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That could be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Uh, we are also on YouTube as well. Richie, you're a little behind. I just need you to keep the fingers up or at least the miming. You got to at least stay with me, man. You got to stay with me. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. That means we're ready to go. You can find <laughs> us on YouTube as well if you find us in an audio platform. If you're listening to us in the, uh, or sorry, a visual platform, if you're just listening in the audio version, that's great as well, but you don't see our Phenomenal hand gestures going back and forth here. But you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios, and you can find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have our Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page. That's at LO underscore Sun Devils. Follow all those Twitter accounts to get the most up-to-date Sun Devils information. Now, Richie, with that, let's go ahead and dive into the podcast today, talking about a great win for the Sun Devils team against Cal. Oh, man. Great win would be a bit of an understatement, Connor. Look, I understand that Cal's not a great team, but... Where I'm telling you, this is a great win. You got your butts handed to you the last oh, time around when you had yeah. to go up to Berkeley to play this team. You rebounded, like no pun intended. No, absolutely pun intended. You you did that 100% on purpose. I, I what? I, I, I just got to say I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Oh my gosh. I'm about <laughs> to pull the mic away from you. That's okay. But Connor, these, these Sun Devils clearly circled this on their calendar and said, yeah, we're coming back with a vengeance. And that's exactly what they did. So in that, in the first half, Connor, I was, I was talking to you about this and it just, it was so slow paced. There wasn't very much scoring going on before the Sun Devils started to heat up and where they started shooting good, they started locking down Cal def- or uh, like defensively, they locked down Cal's offense. Turn it around to the second half. And it's the same story we've seen all year. Arizona State got hot. They dropped 40 in the second half. Meanwhile, they held Cal to 19 points in the second half. That is an absolutely insane run. And for what it's worth, at the end of the broadcast, I did I did tweet this out, but I'm going to say this on the podcast. The announcers for the game, you'll have to forgive me, Sun Devil fans, I don't know their names. But they had the conversation. They said, just imagine if this had been the team all year long, if they had that chemistry, they're out there having fun. And then they brought up, they said, who, or when, when it comes to the Pac-12 tournament coming up next week in Vegas, who wants to play the Sun Devils? And the, and the other guy goes, yeah, no one wants to play the Sun Devils right now. And to a certain extent, I don't, I don't know if I disagree with him because ASU is starting to click and they're firing on all cylinders. Connor, they just, they look like that complete basketball team 
that we were promised heading into the year. And right now, I feel pretty confident that they can continue this hot streak that they've been on. Yeah, so back to your point about playing them in the tournament. I think it's true to a degree, right? Like this team is playing hot. It's not so much a, like an example, Arizona, one of the best teams in the nation is going to say, I don't know if we want ASU. They've already beaten us twice. Yes, we, we are playing our basketball at the end. But that being said, they're not scared of us, right? They might be, uh, we, they may not want to face us versus like us, Stanford or Washington, Washington State. Um, but regardless, like Arizona State's definitely playing their basketball again at the end of the season. For a team that will not go down in history as one of the best ASU teams, one of the worst ASU teams either, um, they're making some noise here, man. And tonight, mm-hmm. essentially, this is exactly what we were hoping for. They got production all over the court. Uh, so you had uh, four starters have at least uh, 11 points. You also had Marion Jackson off the bench also score 11 points. So nobody scored more than 13, which was DJ Horn. But that being said, when you're getting double digits from five guys and you're playing defense the way Arizona State does from time to time, you're going to win a lot of games. Like seriously, unless you're just totally outmatched by a much more talented opponent, a.k.a. a uh, uh, Arizona Wildcats team, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. Now, if you take this team and go back to the beginning of the season, is the record probably a little bit better? Probably, but at the same time, like we've seen this team ebb and flow, right? And that's the nature of any sport. Like no one, no one is hardly ever hot the entire season, right? So ASU, while they, they would probably be better with how they've been playing over the last month, certainly not guaranteed. But Richie, I am so, so encouraged right now. So yes. encouraged. Like, yes, it's, it's, it's Cal. No, that was not like a, um, I'm scared to face Cal. Cal's going to be a tough opponent. You and I didn't even look at the spread yesterday when we were talking about this. And we said, dude, if it's like even in five or six and a half in ASU's favor, we're taking ASU. Take it. Yeah. And they, they absolutely crushed Cal. Um, so good for them to be able to play good team basketball all over. Dude, this team shot well just about in every facet. They didn't shoot phenomenally from free, uh, from the free throw range, but went for six for 12. That kind of is what it is. But when you're shooting almost 54% from the field and just and it's in a half percent from deep again you're gonna win a lot of basketball games that way and if you look at everything else that the sun devils team did against cal they beat uh cal essentially in just about every statistical category well and here's the other thing connor surprise surprise when you don't foul and put teams on the line you win basketball games with without looking and i'm sure you already looked do you know how many times we put cal on the line uh like five or six it was about half of what we Five. It was five and Connor, it was two with five minutes left to play. ASU played probably their cleanest game of the season and with great defense. They forced a handful of embarrassing turnovers on the Golden Bears. They were suffocating. They did not leave Cal with very many good or wide open shots. They they gave them the clamps or clamp-like device. It was it was seriously like one of the best defensive performances we put up this year. And again, you preface it, Connor, and it it is important to put in context. This is Cal. It's not U of A. It's not UCLA. It's not USC, but it's still nonetheless impressive because this is a team that you should beat that way. And ASU came out and did what they were supposed to do because they're the better team because they had that home court advantage and because they're on that hot streak. What is that? Six of the last eight now. They are, they are right. They've hot. only lost. They've only lost one game, right? Of their so then, so then it's seven of the last eight. 
Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, at least six of the last seven, maybe seven of the last eight, whatever that one yeah. loss being to, to UCLA. Yep, dude, they they are striking the uh, striking the metal while while it's hot. Like they are killing it right now. And I look like you said, are we gonna are we gonna win the tournament? No, definitely not. Is U of A scared of us? No, and they shouldn't be. But everyone should be looking at Arizona State going into next week. And this is something that we'll definitely preview next week. But just a little taste. This is a team that everyone is going to look at and they're going to be like, we can't play down to them. Because if we do, yeah. we're in trouble. You're giving that team so, a foothold. Exactly. So right now, Arizona State is proving to be that guy, pal. They... They are the team that's gonna that's gonna just frustrate you. And I'm not talking for ASU. I'm talking for other teams, especially Pac-12 teams. They're gonna look at ASU and they're gonna be like, we should beat them, but I I feel like they're gonna give us a hard time. And then it happens. And who knows? Maybe they do make some magical run. Maybe we find a way to win two games in the tournament, you know? Stranger things have happened. So, but with the way the ASU played last night against Cal, the way that they've played over their last seven or eight games, there's a lot to like right now, Connor. This is a vastly different ASU Sun Devils basketball team than we saw back in October and November. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, So one more game, Richie, and we're going to talk about that game coming up next. Uh, They played a very close game against Stanford the last time out, but the way this team's playing, uh, betting odds aren't out yet just because this game is going to be on Saturday. We're recording this as of Thursday night coming out on Friday. But, dude, I'm feeling really good about this team. Like, yes. really, really good. Same. And once we once we kind of get, uh, get towards the end of the Stanford part of this podcast, uh, we'll talk about kind of their potential uh, matchups upcoming for the tournament. And I'm not going to be surprised to make a little bit of a run. Uh, I, I feel like one win, certainly not a shoe-in, but I, I'm feeling pretty good about one win in that tournament just because their uh, range of opponents – doesn't scare me right now, right? Yes, we'll, we'll talk to that just a, a little bit more uh, in the next part of the podcast. But first, we're going to take a quick break talking about our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is less than two weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going with the usual or are you looking for the best? Well, we've done our homework, and we have decided that we're running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own ways. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take that that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. They offer full white glove, customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves, and there's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot of the cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your family and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Guys, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, specifically in 2022, 
you guys know about the puffs from Built Bar. If you guys haven't tried puffs, you're just missing out. It's one of Best Bar's best tasting, uh, tasting protein bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, such as yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of those are so good, and they're going to be your new favorite if you just give them a shot. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're much better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to be blown away by the high calories, low, or sorry, high protein, low calories, high fiber, and low carb. Most built, most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to any candy bar, it's usually going to have somewhere around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Those aren't even comparable. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. So if you think there might be a flavor, uh, they're going to make it and it's going to be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about taste and they make taste uh, make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they do it every single time. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Settlements your first listen every day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. Connor Andreas, Richie Bradshaw, talking to you guys. Locked on Settlements here. Now we're going to be talking specifically about this upcoming game against Stanford on Saturday. So, Richie, this is the second time we're playing Stanford this year. As I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, close game. Close game against Stanford. I want to say we played them towards the end of January, if my memory serves me correct. It was a pretty high-scoring affair. It was like 79-76. It was a, a very close game for ASU. Um but with the way this team is playing now, seriously, like, is there any fear until we get to the tournament, Richie? Like, I can say this right now. Say no. And like, if they lose, it's going to blow up in our face, and I, I totally own that. Um, but seriously, like, I, I do not fear Stanford. It's not so much uh, who our opponent is. It's just because of how well this team is playing. I do not fear Stanford going into this game on Saturday. I look forward to talking about this on Monday, talking about how uh, we swept these last four games getting ready for the tournament. Here's what I'll say just on that topic. And then we'll get back to Stanford right now. Just playing on what you said about, do we fear them? I'll be honest. I don't fear anyone right now with the way they're playing. Now, with that being said, what I will tell you, what he will read the fine print. We want Alabama. No, no Alabama state. <laughs> read the fine print here. I am not afraid of anyone, but that doesn't mean I'm picking them to beat the the best of the best right but i am looking at this and i'm like you know what we could shock u of a we could shock ucla again sure we could shock usc we could shock oregon again like it's just the way this basketball team's playing right now it makes me think anything is possible like i could just i could do anything connor i i can do anything if asu basketball can win then who's stopping me from winning the lottery you know just the way they're playing right now, it's got me very confident. Again, that doesn't mean I believe we're going to win every game. We're not, I don't think we're going to win the tournament. I don't know if we beat, if we even win a game. Like it, it very well could be just one and done kind of thing. But yeah. with the way they're playing, I am not afraid of anyone. And now turning back over to Stanford, I am definitely not afraid of playing Stanford. So real quick update for us: they are playing U of A right now. 
They're playing U of A pretty close. It is, I literally just got a score update. It is 51 to 50 with 14 minutes left to play. So Stanford could find a way to upset U of A. If they do, they're guaranteed a winning record. If they do not, Arizona State has the chance to keep Stanford at a 500 season at 15 and 15. So Stanford needs to lose out, but that would require them losing to U of A. And quite frankly, there's no part of me that wants to cheer for U of A. So, and Stanford's fine. I don't have an issue with Stanford, but anyway, bring it all, all back together. Connor, you have the ability if they lose tonight to keep them at 500, like that, that's, that's a little bit of motivation for you right there. Even though we don't hate Stanford, it, it's something. Totally agree. So uh, as you said, as of right now, this game's being played on Thursday night. ASU's already won their first game. Um, Stanford is playing a, or U of A close. That being said, as we look towards uh, possible seeding for the tournament, ASU is now a half game in front of Stanford before the U of A game is decided. Uh, they have one more win, same amount of losses. So if they lose to U of A, they'll be a full game ahead going into the game on Saturday. And if they beat, uh, if they uh, find a way to beat U of A, they're going to be tied. So essentially, no matter what, um, it's going to be a um, whoever wins the game uh, this upcoming Saturday, the better seed for the tournament. So and at the end of the day, what does that really get you? Right, you're, you're probably talking about playing a potential Washington school, or there's even a chance that if uh, the standings stay the way, uh, I think it's ASU in the eighth seed and stay for the ninth seed or even vice versa. I think they end up playing each other, what would be for a third time this season um, going up against each other in the tournament. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like if they match up well, that's great. But tell you what, though, if Stanford, well, let's say this, even though ASU is playing as well as they are, if Stanford finds a way to upset Arizona, does that change your mentality going into Saturday night at all? I, I mean, there's no way that it can't. So, Stanford is a good basketball team. They can finish the year if they went out 17 and 13. Like this is a good Stanford team. It's just a yeah, matter okay. of the way that ASU is playing right now. Do they match up well enough to keep to keep the the high momentum rolling thunder that is the Arizona State Sun Devils? And I mean, U of A lost pretty recently. They're a very good team, but they're it's not like they're as hot as Arizona state is right now. They're better. They're absolutely better. It's clearly, but clearly better. Yes. But Arizona state's the hottest team in the PAC 12. I don't think there's any disputing yep. that. I don't think there's any disputing that. So it's again, if they take down U of a, of course you have to look at this game in a different light and be like, man, this is a team that beat us this year. This is a team that just had a huge upset. We really got to be on our A game, like even more so, like our S, our S rank game. But either either way, you got to look at this game and just consider it a must win. It's a prove it game against a team that's been very, very solid this year, right? So does it change the mentality? Of course it does. But regardless, your mentality should be going into it saying, we're going to continue to prove ourselves and prove why we de- why we deserve to be here. Yeah, for them to reach our goal of going to the tournament, or sorry, the tournament, they have to win the Pac-12 tournament, right? This game is also essentially a missed win. Like they can't, they can't give the committee anything else to, to think about for this team to say that we don't want this ASU team here. But again, if they can sweep 
uh, these last four games here, find a way to beat Stanford and do it. And maybe even convincing fashion like they've done as of late. Now, obviously the Utah game uh, was a, uh, turned out to be a bit of a nail biter, even though they were up a, a decent amount early on in that game. But ASU is not only uh, winning these games. A lot of them lately have been by a pretty wide margin. And that was kind of a, a griping point that we had made early on in the season, uh, probably about maybe a month or so ago that they just, they hadn't really had many statement wins, right? Like obviously the game against UCLA was phenomenal, but uh, it was just like, a, where's where's these huge blowout wins? Where's this potential for this ASU team? And we're finally starting to it. It's finally coming to fruition. Hopefully it's going to peak just in time for them to be uh, play against Stanford. And then as they go into the Pac-12 tournament, make some serious noise and give these other contenders in the Pac-12 something to think about. I would agree with you. It's just right now, if, you, if you're playing the hot hand, Connor, the, the roller on the craps table right now is hot and he's rolling Arizona State. Speaking of rolling, we're going to go ahead and take our last break for the podcast, talking about our good friends over at Bet Online. Well, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're back for the third and final part of today's Lockdown Settles podcast. Talking to you about baseball. So it's going to be a Friday baseball segment moving forward here for the podcast. Kind of recapping the week. What had happened for the Sun Devils? Maybe what went right? What went wrong? Richie, let's kind of take a look back at this week and see how many wins they got. Yeah, okay, zero. They got zero wins. Uh, they've lost, I think it's five in a row. They got swept by BYU and then also got swept by Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State at least makes sense, uh, but definitely losing both those games kind of in a, a disheartening fashion hurts. Went to the first game early on this week. Uh, we're up 4-1 in the seventh and find a way to blow that game. Uh, now, their starters, who have been pretty pretty solid this year, they lost the second game 11-6. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State put up a start by this uh, ASU pitching staff, but then they put up five of their own in the bottom of the first. So great response, uh, but overall, Oklahoma State just proved to be way too much for them. So they're sitting at three, still trying to find their identity. Again, it's a very young team in terms of what Willie Boomquist is trying to do with this team. He's still playing with uh, with players that aren't necessarily his either. So it's going to take time to build the program, right? Hopefully can build it more than what it is right now. Uh, but now they're sitting at three and six. Richie, they get SDSU this upcoming weekend. And while I don't know a ton about SDSU uh, baseball, a team per se, they are three and six themselves. They've lost two in a row. They're not the very uh, most impressive baseball team. ASU need to win this series at least two out of three. Right? Sweeps are hard. I can't come on the podcast sweep, right? And put themselves back at six and six. That would be nice. But it's not necessarily realistic. They need to kind of get a, a bit of a flow, right? Hopefully beat up on a team that's not doing nearly as well, um, kind of like ASU is not doing. So if they can find a way to win two out of three, get the trains back on the track, that could be a good start coming out of the weekend, hopefully having a positive week after that. Yes. So the thing that was so frustrating about this week, Connor, is mainly the fact that you had Oklahoma State in that first game. And this is the third ranked 
Oklahoma State and the whole nation. You could have split yep. the series, but that bullpen, which has proven to be a liability through nine games this year, blew it. They just absolutely let Oklahoma State get back into the game and win a game that ultimately Oklahoma State should have convincingly held on to. And then they beat us pretty bad the following game. It was 11-6, to six, I believe, something like yep. that. So, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State did what they were supposed to do. But if we're being honest, ASU should have found a way to split that series. And unfortunately, it is what it is. We can identify the weaknesses early on, and it's the bullpen. So moving forward, um, I know we got a lot of football and basketball fans on here. So not to preach down to anyone, but when it comes to baseball, like Connor said, like it's not about sweeping series. That's just it's it's not it's not ultimately realistic, right? So we got to take that with a grain of salt and realize that if we can just win series, right? Go two and one in those series. Split a series if it's a four game series and go two and two. You just got to find a way to get some momentum going. Ultimately, you just want to win the series. You don't need to win all three or all four games. Or if it's a two game, you don't need to win both. Just find a way to consistently grow your record in a positive way and you can get right back on track. Connor, it's an early season. We're nine games in, we're three and six. There's plenty of time to turn this around. We have hot bats. And we got great starting pitching. We're just going to have to find a way to play a complete nine-inning game. And that starts with the bullpen getting out of this funk that they're in. Definitely. So as far as this previous game, or I guess the second uh, game against Oklahoma State, Connor Davis uh, played DH, played first base the first game. Uh, went two for five. Dude's your absolute best hitter. Now, Alex Champagne, I want to say was batting eighth or ninth in the game I went to, uh, played leadoff, um, their second baseman. When three for four, uh, Alex Champagne had Drake for his walk-up music as uh, as he should. If he's not Champagne Alex on Instagram so or something. Future number one pick. Future yeah, number I one mean, pick. You got Champagne I mean, as your last name and you're coming out to Drake. Oh, dude. Our good friend of the podcast, Donnie Druin, would probably fall in love with that kid. Yeah, definitely. Definitely approves. Um but overall, like they have other players that they need to get going. Uh, Ethan Long is a guy. He's their third baseman. Um, consistently leading him towards the top of the lineup has just not really got it going so far this year. Uh, batting under 200, he did have a hit, but he went one for five with two strikeouts. So um, if Ethan Long can get going and you have Lampy, Long, and Davis at the top, maybe a guy like Alex Champagne that you can kind of uh, plug in and out of the lineup, um, that could give you a, a solid core of players, right? Uh, Will Rogers had another two hits in this game after he had at least one hit, I think it was a bull, uh, in the first game of the series have some decent bats uh but can't, again it's, it's early on right everyone's stats are in a positive or negative way um, a lot of these exactly. guys are either going to come back down to earth or hopefully some of these get it going uh but at this point when you're three and six you can't necessarily afford several more series to figure that out so hopefully sdsu is going to be that turning point for them yep exactly and that's good that's got to be the way you go into this into this series is saying hey they're playing just as well as we are let's prove that we're better than them and that we deserve this series win more than they do. You get those hot bats going like the way that they're hitting right now is awesome. Obviously, like you said, nine games in stats are going to be inflated. It's just the nature of the game. It'll even itself out by this time in April. Right. But in the meantime, keep doing what you're doing good right now. They're finding a way to hit. They're hitting with power and they, they haven't had too many issues putting runs up. It's just a matter of 
not letting the other team put up as many runs as they're doing. And total shocker, right? You lose games because you gave up more runs than you scored. Ooh, look at me. I'm Richie Bradshaw. I'm on a podcast. That Ooh. is that is a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. Co- you nailed it, buddy. Cold. Yes. Bottom line, though, you just need to find a way, keep the bats hot, and get the back end of of your of your pitching figured out. And you don't even need to be elite. We're not asking for these guys to be like Zach Britton and Araldis Chapman. We just need them to just play average because right now ASU has found a way to give you cushion. They're they they can put up five six runs right, and then the starting pitching can limit them to two or three or four runs. It's just a matter of not blowing the games. You're not even blowing saves right now. You're just blowing leads flat out. So I, th- I think that's my biggest thing, Connor. Just figure out the funk that's going on on the on the later half of your pitching rotation. And I think you start winning games in, in bunches as, as long as everything else stays the same, right? Because the moment your bats go cold, then it doesn't matter how good your pitching is at that point. So keep everything good. Bat batting hot, starting pitching looks great. Just got to fix the the bullpen at this point. Yeah. So by the next Friday, when we talk about this team, uh, we'll have five games essentially to recap. They'll have three games SDSU, and then they have a two game series against UC Irvine. Ideally, they come out of that winning three of two. Right at, at the end of the day, you only win one more uh, adv- game. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, that that's that's a possibility. Book uh, is. Is 0-5 also a possibility or no? Of course. Yes, absolutely. But they're not going to. 5-0. Okay. So, so they could win all of them. They could lose all of them. That's all within the range of outcomes. But again, trying to get a, a little bit of tread back in that uh, 500 direction. Hopefully they can make a, a push from there. 3-2 and two is minimum the goal. But if they can do anything above that, obviously that would go a long way for uh, their record early on in the season. But that's going to go ahead and do it for us on today's podcast. Uh, and when we come back next week, Hopefully, we, we have a lot to talk about, specifically about basketball as we're getting ready for that push for the, the tournament. So cannot wait to talk about that in this hot, hot ASU team right now. With that being said, thank you so much for making Locked on Sun. It's your first listen every single day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. You can also find us on YouTube in a visual platform as well, wherever else you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios. You can find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. You can also follow our Locked On Sun Devils Twitter page. It's going to be at LO underscore Sun Devils. Give all of us a follow. And for as far as the uh, episodes go, guys, hit the subscribe button. Never miss an episode. So when you subscribe to our content, you're going to get a notification for when that new episode is dropped. Never miss one of our episodes. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis in college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching Locked on Settables, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.